Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Samuel had a choice, just as many of us have that choice or had that choice, or maybe tonight you have that choice. You either listen and submit by being humble and say, your servant hears, or you resist it and you run to man. Do you hear the calling of God or do you resist it? He had to make a decision to become a servant of the Lord or not. In today's message, Pastor Eric presents the dilemma that Samuel was faced with. When you hear the call of God, will you run to God and submit your will to His? Or will you run to man and resist His call? Samuel made the right choice. He listened to God. How will you respond? Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message in 1 Samuel chapter 3. The priests are wicked. The people are not coming to worship God. (laughs) The light of God was about to go out in their lives. Now, yes, Eli was physically getting old and he was losing his sight, but spiritually as well, the, the heart of his, the eyes of his heart were going dim. He was going blind. And God just corrected him in chapter two through the prophet by saying, your house is not going to stand. Your sons that are wicked, they're going to die. The house was committing iniquity against God and the iniquity spilled into the hearts of the children of Israel. Guys, in chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. They did not want to go and worship God because of these priests. That's heavy. And see, the last time that we spend with God trying to, to be around His fire and just to be filled with His fire, the more our eyes are away from God, the more that our eyes start to become dim. To the ways of the Lord. We start not hearing his voice. Not because God doesn't want to talk, it's because we don't want to hear. Our hearts get hardened. The ears of the heart get deaf, become deaf. The eyes become blind to see the ways of God. Why? Because we are filled with corruption of pride and self. And the thing is, is that we hear a lot about Jesus. We read a lot about Jesus. But do we truly want to see? Do we really want to hear about Jesus? Well, sure, that's the response. That's my response. Well, yes. In the Gospels of Matthew chapter 13, Jesus speaks the parable of the sower to the multitudes. And the disciples asked him, after he shared it, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? Parables are the stories, right? Okay, so I'm going to read this. This is the New Living Translation version of Matthew 13, starting in verse 11. And he replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even with little understanding, what they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they really don't listen or understand. Verse 14, this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, their ears cannot hear, their hearts cannot understand. 
and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Was there anything wrong with the people of the multitude's ears? Probably not. Was there anything wrong with their eyes? No. They came and they listened to Jesus. Just like many of us come to church and we listen to Jesus through the word of God. Okay? Is there anything wrong with our eyes? Is there anything wrong with our ears? No. But the eyes and ears that Jesus is speaking about is the eyes and ears of the heart. So then the question to me that the Lord is just asking me is, that, do you really have eyes to see and ears to hear? Do we say that we have eyes to see and ears to hear because that's what people around us want us to say so that they think that we're good Christians? I know, praise God. I read the Bible, okay? But do you have eyes to see with your heart and do you have ears to hear with your heart with what God's word is saying to you? See, Eli, the high priest, saw the works of the Lord. He read the law. He knew the law. He was the high priest. But his heart was not seeing and hearing God. If it was, he wouldn't stand for what was going on with his sons in the temple of God. Eli, on the outside, looked like he saw. He looked like his, he, he heard God's word. But his insides were a different story. His insides would show that he didn't have eyes to see, that he was blind, and that his, the ears of his heart were deaf. Well, why were they like that? Because, as Jesus said, his heart was hard and was filled with pride. See, it takes soft, a soft heart to see and to hear. It takes humility, a teachable spirit. Are you teachable? Or do you know it all? Verse 3 through 11, we see then God calls Samuel. And like I read in verse 4, then that the Lord called Samuel and he answered. And Samuel answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Verse 6, then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now, if it was me, that's why I put in that little emphasis of frustration. I would have been frustrated. Stop coming into my room. Go away. You could ask my kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mom and dad's room is sanctuary. Go away. Anyways, <laughs> verse 7. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. That's a key verse, Okay. Uh, verse 8, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. So Samuel, during this time of everybody going to bed and 
closing their eyes. The lamp is about to go out, which is right about dawn, okay? So it's early in the morning, and Samuel is in his place. Eli's in his place. And the word of God, God speaks to Samuel and says, Samuel. And Samuel gets up like a good servant boy who is serving Eli, being, you know, following his master, ran to him and says, here I am. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Okay. Then it happens again. Again. And, and, and he runs down. Did you guys notice that? He ran down to, to Eli. This kid was devoted to Eli. So it happens two more times. And then verse 7 gives us a huge insight of what was going on with Samuel. Because it says that now Samuel did not know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So he had no idea who God was. And he didn't know that God was calling to him. Well, why not? He's serving in the temple of God. How did he not know God? Well, look at his examples. Eli and the priest his two boys, said in the, in the scriptures, in, in the, I think it was chapter 2, that the boys did not know God. They didn't know the Lord. Well, they were priests. So what? <laughs> so what? So Samuel didn't know the Lord. And really, you can't blame the kid. Josephus, the historian, said that he was probably around the age of 12. But, you know, I'll take the, the easy route that the Bible says that says that he was a boy. I don't care about his age. He was a boy. So either he's 12 years old or older or younger, whatever. He's still a young boy, but he didn't have the influences to know God. See, Samuel was serving before the Lord, or serving the Lord before Eli, meaning that the Lord to him was just an idea. Samuel at this point had no relationship with the Lord. Just like Samuel at this point, God is just an idea to many people in churches today. Samuel on the outside looked like he was serving God. Remember, he was sporting the little ephod. It looked like he knew God, right? But he didn't know the Lord. That is until the Lord got a hold of him. He was serving religion, something man put before him. So then the Lord calls Samuel the third time, and this time Eli gets this great idea and perceived that the Lord was trying to speak to Samuel in verse 8. Eli suggests the next time you hear the Lord calling you, answer in this way, your servant hears. I believe there's probably a one time Eli had a soft heart because he knew there was those glimpses of knowledge of God by saying, hey, if God's speaking to you, just answer to him, your servant hears. Your servant hears. And so Eli, listening to Eli, the high priest, I'm sure he respected him highly. The Lord then calls him the fourth time and at this point, Samuel had a choice. Samuel had a choice. Just as many of us have that choice or had that choice, or maybe tonight you have that choice. You either listen and submit by being humble and say, your servant hears, or you resist it and you run to man. Do you hear the calling of God or do you resist it? He had to make a decision to become a servant of the Lord or not. This is huge because God didn't force Samuel to respond, did he? Samuel, when he called him the first time, Samuel, and then he runs down the hall. Wait a minute. No, not Eli. I called you. I'm God. That didn't happen. Samuel had a choice to make to follow the Lord or not, and God didn't force him to respond. He just called him out, and it reminds me what Jesus said to the church in the Laodicea. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he writes, he says, Jesus saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. So Jesus is knocking on the doors of the hearts of the people. But it's, are you going to respond to the voice of God? And that's the thing that's going on. And I, I truly believe that we need to be praying is that people within the churches and in this world respond to the voice of God, not to the voice of man. But what does, Jesus, what does Samuel choose? Well, he chooses to be a servant of God. And this, my friends, is the start of God and Samuel having a personal relationship. That Samuel now knows who the Lord is. And verse 11 is a powerful, powerful observation. Because he says that, then, then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone hears it will tingle. The word that God now is speaking to his servant Samuel, who, who received God's voice, his word is going to bring a fear back into the land of Israel. A respect, a call to the people to bring the people back to God through this young boy, Samuel. That's amazing that the word of the Lord is going to make the people's ears tingle. Bring that fear back into the people. And after receiving the word of the Lord, Samuel goes and lies down again. So let's read verse 12 through 21. And then that day I will perform, this is God speaking, okay? In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from the beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house should not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Verse 15, so Samuel laid down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. I can understand. Verse 16, then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, here I am. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you, and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it's the Lord. It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Verse 19, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So here we see that God gives him this word, and the word was to who? Eli, the very guy that was raising him. Think about that first calling, that first job that God has, has called you to walk through, to call out the sin of those who are raising you. God was going to uproot this house of wickedness, and this was going to be in a major event in the eyes of the people. Why? Because the people lifted up the priests to high standards. They represented God. But here, the word of Samuel from the Lord was going to uproot them because of their wickedness. That would bring a tingle in the ear of the people to examine their hearts as well. If God's dealing this with his priests, what would he do with me? And so after he received the Lord, Samuel goes and lies down. That's what the word says. Do you think you guys could go to sleep after you're hearing from the Lord like that? I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'm like, this is insane. 
But then he does his duties, though. He gets up and he opens the doors to the house of the Lord. Now, I bet this job had a whole different meaning to him. And so Samuel, then we are told that he was afraid to tell Eli. Well, sure, the word given to him by the Lord was not a good one for Eli. So then Eli tracks down Samuel and asks him, what did God say to you? So Samuel, again, you guys had a choice. He had a, cho- he had a choice either to proclaim the word of the Lord with boldness or to keep quiet. But this little boy held nothing back. He shared it. And God then established Samuel as his messenger. And he grew up. And the Lord was with him. Why? Because Samuel knew the Lord. Now, as we wrap this thing up tonight, as we just conclude and we're looking at the applications of all this thing, it's like, the question to me is like, do you want God to speak to you? Yeah, I do. I do. I want the Lord to speak to me. And I know that he does speak to me. And I, wanna, I want him to show me his ways. I mean, there's many times in my room where I'm praying. And I'm like, God, just show me your ways. Speak to me, oh God. You know, come on, dog, speak to me. Lord, speak through the dog to me because I need something here. You know, whatever. I know you guys have done it. <laughs> we don't talk to animals. So if we want to hear from God, what must we do? Number one, be humble. Remove self. Number two, respect God. Respect the master who he is. The problem with Eli and the sons, they didn't follow either of these. They were prideful and they didn't respect God. The sad thing is, is you guys, is that Eli, he understood in his head. He understood what he should do. He gave the right advice to Samuel. He says, tell God your servant hears. He knew what was right here, but it wasn't here. Eli had the head knowledge, not a heart knowledge. And see, to hear and, and to hear and see God's word to you, you number one, you need to know him personally. Personally, not religiously. Personally, not religiously. Coming to church doesn't mean that you know God. Samuel worked in the church and he didn't know God. Know him personally. Be a servant to him. Jesus said this in Matthew 23. Verses 11 and 12. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. If you're prideful, you're going to be humbled. It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. So I would advise, humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Jesus also said this. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Jesus came as a dictator, right? No, he came as a servant. Therefore, those who are following Jesus, a disciple, one who follows, Jesus is saying what in that passage? You're going to be a servant. A servant is a humble position, not prideful. Look at me, I'm a servant. (laughs) Something wrong with this guy. (laughs) So know him personally, be a servant to him. Number three, hold his words in high respect. Share when opportunity presents itself. Because here we see that Samuel didn't hold back, did he? Little boy Samuel tells the high priest, dude, God's bringing judgment on you. It wasn't like in your face. It was like, I'm sorry. He was scared. He didn't want to share, but he was obedient to God. 
He shared the words of the Lord. Paul said this, you, know, you guys. He said, uh, in, in the times that we live in today, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Here's the fact, you guys, that God has called us to proclaim the word of God, just as he's doing with Samuel back then. And that he says to Samuel, the words that I'm going to speak, they're going to bring a tingle in the ears, not itching. There's a difference. I thought that was amazing. The tingle in the ears, and then Paul speaks about the itching of ears in the end of days. And so then Paul says what? Preach the word! (laughs) Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. Meaning what, church? When the opportunity comes to share the word of God that he has spoken to you, you do what? You do not water down the word. If it has teeth, let it bite. God has designed it to bite. If it is to love, then it loves, it comforts. Whatever God does with it, that's his business. You're the messenger. You're the servant of God. Humble thyselves. Don't try to fix it. God doesn't need your help. So who does God speak to? The unexpected, a little boy, the humble, and those who have a childlike faith. Jesus says in Mark 10, 15, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. The fact is that God resists the proud. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I was laughing because I was thinking, I'm like, Peter didn't say, this is my first Peter. Anyways, I'm sorry I even shared that because it's so goofy. Gosh. But here's the thing, you guys. Is Jesus speaking to you when he said, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Was God talking about you? Was Jesus talking about you? If not, it can be you because Jesus has shown you grace and mercy by his love that you can come to him and he can heal your hardened heart and that the spirit of God, the living water, can then bring the river of living water into your soul and revive the dead ears and the dead eyes to life. Because the fact is, is that people's bones can dry up. When you die, I'm sure that your ears are going to dry up and your eyes are going to go away. But with Jesus Christ, they don't have to go away. Because by the Spirit of God, He can bring life to those things of your heart and your soul. And your eyes can see and your ears can hear because of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus healed the blind, you guys, and he has healed the deaf. Not just physically, but he can do that for your heart tonight. If your eyes are blind right now, if they're growing dim, maybe there's an infection in the eyes of the heart. Tonight, Jesus Christ can heal it by his power, by what he did on the cross for us, by dying on the, the cross for our sins, and healing us by his stripes. That goes for the eyes of the heart, not just for the physical eyes. It goes for the ears of the heart, not just your physical ears. If you are damaged, if you are sick in in these areas, then tonight is the night to confess and come before the Lord, O God, and receive his grace and his forgiveness and his restoration. 
Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of 1 Samuel the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, perhaps some questions have come to mind. If so, we'd like to help. Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. And if you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area. And we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-723-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write down this information. All of this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on and get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of 1 Samuel. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.